So the story I'm going to talk about uh, happened uh, last year in uh, the fall. Uh, I had taken a client to a major city. We had set up a number of meetings in order to get investments into his company. But one meeting that we didn't have set up was for a potential investor that we had been talking with his organization back and forth for many months. And, but what had happened was that those negotiations had fallen cold and we really felt that this investor was really an important investor for this uh, company. And so even though we didn't have him uh, listed as a potential meeting, we did have a dinner event which we were going to, which we had it on good authority that this person was going to be there. And so we went to this uh, dinner meeting and it wasn't a uh, dinner meeting where you had assigned seatings. Uh, it, you could just go and sit down anywhere. And, you know, by uh, when we were in the cocktail section and it came time to move into the, the dinner section, I said a prayer to the Blessed Mother and I said, I said, you know, let's try to get connected with this investor. And so sure enough, it was like the seas parted and there were people there and there was the gentleman right there who I hadn't seen before. And next thing I know, we're right behind, right next to him. And we strike up a conversation. Next thing I know, we're sitting down next to him. I'm sitting on one side and, and the client is sitting on the other. And so over the course of the entire dinner, we had an opportunity to talk about this organization, which is a wonderful organization, is a wonderful organization, and tell him about the, uh, the potential uh, of partnering with this organization. And it was extraordinary. It was a wonderful, wonderful meeting. And the investor took a profound interest in what we had and what we were giving. And then he asked those magic words, well, how, I'd like to invest, how much do you need? And, and I was thinking, this is great, <laughs> okay? But then my client, my client gives a number which was substantially lower than the number that we needed. And I thought to myself, let me try to kick him under the table. But I knew that if I, but he, we were around a round table, and if I tried to kick him, I would have kicked the investor, and then I'm sure the whole thing would have been off. So I, I just was, I, I couldn't believe it. So anyway... It, the, the evening ended well, and, uh, and we got back to the hotel. And I sat down uh, with, with my client, and I, and I asked him, I said, well, why did, you, you know, why did you ask for substantially less money than what we need? And he kind of took a deep breath, and, uh, and somehow he kind of, kind of got a little smaller in the room. And at that moment, I heard the Holy Spirit, not audibly, but in a sense, you know how you can hear the Lord speak to you in a silent way. And I heard two words, orphan and pauper. Orphan and pauper. Okay. Now we all have um, things in our lives that have held us back. Some people have physical constraints. Other things, other people have emotional constraints or psychological constraints. And indeed all of us deal with various kinds of spiritual constraints. And so for whatever reason, uh, the enemy had come into this, this man's life in a way which had convinced him and told him a lie. Told him a lie. That he was an orphan, that he didn't have a father, and that he was a pauper. Okay? And so, at that moment, I, you know, how many people know that, that if your father is a king, what does that make you? A prince. Right. And who are we in Christ Jesus? We are brought into... Jesus, we're brought into, we become his, you know, united to Jesus, so we become a son of God by adoption, and indeed we become a prince because our Lord is 
our, our father is a king, king of the universe. And so I really, I felt a kind of calling and a, and a, a sort of touch of the Holy Spirit. And so I, I walked over to him and I said, can I pray for you? And he said, yes. And so I put my hand on him and I, I led him in a prayer in which he was able to renounce that spirit of being an orphan and that spirit of being a pauper. And he was able to, 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 get it to, to declare and to say, what's the truth about myself? The truth is, I am adopted son of God. And the truth is that I'm a prince in his kingdom. And, and this particular gentleman does, has given his heart to, to, to the good things and, and to serving the kingdom. And so, it, it, to my mind, I just, I said, this man, I mean, God is blessed us. I mean, look at what happened tonight at this, at this evening. The, the seas parted. And we, we had dinner with the gentleman that we had been trying to connect with for so long. And you know, I'm sure we, in all of our lives, there's moments when we feel like, you know, you're, you're, you're right about at the edge of being able to get a breakthrough and all of a sudden a constraint comes in and you kind of trip yourself up even though, and you turn a stepping stone into a stumbling block. And oftentimes, uh, it's, it, we don't know why that happens. So I stepped in and I prayed this prayer for him and we, and we prayed and I really felt the, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit come into that, into that room. And we had a wonderful rest of the trip. About a week or two later, uh, I was uh, talking to the client, uh, uh, another principal in the organization who works with this client, and, he's, and, and this person said to me, he said, what did you do? What did you do to him? <laughs> what did you do the, to this man? Because he came back a different man. There's something changed about him. And he said, he said to him, he said, I'm no longer a pauper, I'm a prince. <laughs> and so that's my story of extraordinary... Um, service, of offering and rendering extraordinary service. And I have to say that in that moment, you know, you, you feel as if you're being used by God in a special way, and uh, being an instrument uh, to, to bring freedom, to bring a greater degree of God's love, and to, and to in a sense, manifest the kingdom of God in that, that place. And you know what, he, you know, when we, after that prayer, there was a, he grew, you could see, he grew, you know, in that prayer. You could see there was a visible kind of a shift in him. And so, um, so three, three tips about how, uh, how this can operate in your own life. Um, the first thing is that oftentimes when we look at a problem, we have, there's, there's so much wisdom and experience in this room. We all have our the things that we've studied and the, the things that we know about. And the temptation is always to rely on our own wisdom and our own <clears throat> understanding. But Jesus Christ said, he said, I can do nothing by myself. I see what the Father is doing, and that's what I do. And that's how he did the miracles that he did. And so my first tip is to ask, what is God doing, and what does God want to do? You know, don't assume that you know what's going on. Don't assume that you know what to do. But ask the Lord. Say, Lord, what are you doing here? And what's your, what's your will for this situation? And how can, I, how can I line up with what you're doing and par partner with you? That's the first tip. The second tip is, uh, you know, John Paul II, his motto, his papal motto was totus tuus, which is, means totally yours. And so when you get up in the morning, you can expect, because you are united to Christ, because you, you um, are uh, an adopted child of God, and you are in his kingdom, and so you are an ambassador of his kingdom. 
And we know from ambassadors, if, you, if you've ever been to the, the, um, the consulate abroad, the American consulate abroad, that's actually real estate. Wherever the ambassador goes and has his house, that's American property. And so because you are a member of the kingdom of God, wherever you go, wherever you walk, you bring, in a sense, the kingdom of God with you. So you have that territory with you. You're, in a sense, an ambassador of heaven here on earth. And so in the beginning, in the morning, when you wake up, say, Lord, use me. Lord, what do you want to do with me today? I'm totally yours. Totus to us. I'm totally yours. What do you want to do? Bring to me and send to me the people that need to, to, to have a healing touch and an encouraging word to be blessed by what you have done in me. And so that's your second tip, is to ask to be used by God in the morning and to send those people who God wants to send to you in the, in, uh, during the day. And the third one is to take a risk for the kingdom of God. Okay? Now, the interesting thing is, is that whenever you feel fear, on the other side, the, the enemy, whenever there's going to be a breakthrough, whenever the kingdom of God is about to break into a situation, and there's going to be an extraordinary breakthrough, what comes first is the enemy comes and ministers fear to you. Okay? And so I've come to realize that whenever I feel afraid of doing something, on the other side of that mountain of fear is a breakthrough for the kingdom of God. And I've come to realize that this is, this is if, if, I'm, if I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do next, you know, check out and see if I'm afraid to do something, and I'm sure that's the direction I'm supposed to go in. <laughs> okay? Because uh, that's where the enemy doesn't want me to go. And that's where the enemy does. The enemy wants to keep you in a box. He wants to keep you from stepping out in power with the love of God. And so how do you get across the mountain? How do you, break, how do you move mountains? Well, we, uh, on that, the beautiful icon of, of divine mercy, it says, Jesus, I trust in you. But what it really should say is, Jesus, I risk everything for you. The enemy wants us only to be praying and to be um, Christians when we're in this building, when we're in the church. But what did Jesus do? Jesus healed people in the marketplace. Okay? He didn't go to the temple. He didn't say, come on, we're going to do a revival in the temple, or in the temple basement, for that matter. <laughs> um, he went to the marketplace. And that's what we're all called to do. We're all called to be sacraments. Thank you. So I just have some question and answer. If anyone has any questions, right there. Um, Michael, so you didn't know anything about this man. You just heard pauper and orphan, and you just felt moved to, to talk to him and to pray over him. Is that what happened? Well, I won't I mean, say that I didn't know anything about him because well, he was a client. Well, I don't mean anything, but I mean like those things. I did know some of his background, mm -hmm. um, and but it was really it was definitely a, a prompting of the Holy Spirit, and there was definitely a move of the Holy Spirit yeah. for me to, to, to step into a, a place where I could yeah. I could pray for him. And that's the thing is that you know Christ said my my sheep hear my voice. Mm -hmm. You know, oftentimes um, he didn't say my lambs hear my voice. So we're all called to, do you know the difference? What's the difference between a lamb and a sheep? Yeah, maturity, okay? And so we're all called to be fully initiated, fully mature Christians, which means what? Which means we take our discipleship seriously. When you take an intentional step, when you say, yes, I am totally in, 100% in for Jesus, then what happens is Jesus starts speaking to you, you know? He starts to, you, you start to hear his voice. And particularly when you start to take risks based on what he's saying to you. 
very briefly, the, the Divine Mercy thing took place because I, I woke up in, early in the morning. It was 3.33 in the morning, and I kind of felt that prompting to pray. And so I went to, uh, we have a prayer space in our living room with the Divine Mercy there and the crucifix and an image of John Paul II. And, and I started to pray, and that's when, you know, I just had this vision for doing, uh, creating, putting a large image of Divine Mercy in the public square. And now that goes all over the place. It's taken a life of its own. It's kind of like when anything, you know, it's when the Blessed Mother gave, said yes, you know, she birthed Jesus into the world. All of us are daughters of the Blessed, or excuse me, ch children of the Blessed Mother. And so we're called to say yes to the Holy Spirit if we're listening, you know, but I could have just as easily turned over and gone back to sleep. Thank you for the question. Michael, uh, could you um, expound a little bit on the difference between yourself, what you do, and what God does? And specifically in that example, did you feel it was, I think, uh, picking up on Donna's question, you know, was it more of an internal thing, do you think, or was it, you know, was God, um, can you just expound on the difference yeah. between yourself and God in this whole thing? Yeah, and I think that... Um Maybe a good image here is, you know, you know the, the image of the child of Prague? Mm -hmm. Okay? And the child of Prague has this globe that he's holding. And there's a band around the globe. And the, and the top part of the globe has a cross on it. And I think of that as being two cups. Okay? The bottom cup is me. The top cup is God. Okay? If I have my cup empty and I hold it up to God, he'll take his cup and he'll put it on top. Okay? And so in a sense, that's how I see it really working is that it's kind of this sort of partnership. I have to be open, and I have to be willing, and I have to be empty, in a sense, to be able to receive. The goodness of the Lord is that it's not by His weakness or His limitation that He uses us, okay, that He needs us, if you like. It's by His design. He wants us to participate in what He's doing, and He wants us to be part of, his, of this kingdom adventure. And so, um, so in a sense, he wants our participation. And so it's not a complete negation of Michael Sullivan, so that the Holy, but it's really about the perfection of who Michael Sullivan is as he's created me. Every single one of us is, is a uniqueness in the way in which that light is, it passes into the world. And so I don't know if that answers your question or not. But Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you.